Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, and yourself, Bob? Oh, cannot complain. Uh, as you know, uh, probably doing a little remodel on the house very soon. When I say soon, my soon may be different than the contractors. So we may be, um, shall we say, uh, on hiatus for maybe about a week or so. But I'll keep you posted on that, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. How was your weekend, my man? Very nice. Very, Very nice. Good. Kind of relaxation and... Uh... Uh, mm-hmm. Finally, winding down from all the um, the holidays. All the holidays. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. that can be bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you being the Corvette guy, I was reading. I think it was on uh, CNBC that 2024 Corvette E Ray is coming out. Oh wow! Okay, now it's going to sell for about a hundred and four thousand dollars, and it's an all-wheel drive. All wheel, all wheel, all wheel drive. It's a hybrid. Uh huh. Six hundred and fifty-five horsepower. <laughs> Elect- That's too much. Oh God, yes. Electric motor in the front, gas powered in the rear. Now, get this. Are you ready for this? Zero mm-hmm. to sixty in two point five seconds. <laughs> it takes me that long to start a sentence. <laughs> oh. how, do you, how do you keep the front end from going to fly? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. They're probably more aerodynamically designed be- better than the cars we used to drive. Yeah. Get this. Yeah. Quarter mile in 10.5 seconds off yeah. the lot. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is that the way they set this up is no different to Le Mans cars. Oh, really? Yeah. The Le Mans cars have electric in the front, and they have gas in the back. And the reason wow. the reason for that, there is no lag in an electric car. So they get them out of the pits a lot quicker. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I, I, I saw a, um, a documentary training gamers to be uh, Le Mans drivers. Really? Yeah, because if you look at their steering wheel, it looks like, like a gaming device. <laughs> Remember in the old days, it was just a steering wheel. You just steered it. Yeah. Oh, they got, you know, you mix the gas, you mix all of this stuff right on the uh, steering wheel. Yeah. So they're getting gamers who are very good with that into Le Mans. Wow. And wow. Here's, here's something I didn't know. This is crazy. There's three different races going on in Le Mans at the same time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, those Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> Get this, get this. They have the supercars, which, you know, the ones that everybody watches. Mm-hmm. Then they have a step below. Then they have what they call uh, modified. So you got three races going at one time. What, no go-karts? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's really interesting, really interesting. It's a, I think it's called Le Mans, and you need to look it up. I think it's on uh, Netflix. But get wow. this now. Corvette, there is no planned announcement. To go to an all-electric Corvette. Really? Yep. So the, you know what? They must know something. And get this. 
they just invested $85 million to upgrade their V8 factories in the United States. Jeez. So I'm going like, okay, these guys know something that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody going over, everybody is going over to electric, but GM, they're going like, ah, we're going to hold on. You know, we have our electric cars, but we're holding on here. And yeah. you know what I think it is? <laughs> if you remember, we passed the uh, infrastructure bill that we were mm-hmm. supposed that we were supposed to put in about five hundred thousand charging stations. Yeah. Okay. Now, Un- yeah, the government, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, get this. Get this. This is the way it works. Okay. Now, when mm-hmm. I say a station, I'm thinking of a gas station that has more than one pump. I'll cut them some slack and say, okay. 500,000 charging units, not stations, because there's only about 125,000 gas stations in the United States. Yeah. So I can't see us putting in four more times of that. Of course, we may need it, but I don't know. So I'll cut them some slack, all righty? That means within 10 years, we have to build 50,000 units a year. Wow. Okay? We haven't even started. Yeah. Right now, the government owns 1,100 charging stations Jeez. you know what that you know and yeah. you know which ones they are no nope. the ones that are not working oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a we got a mall you remember the westminster yeah. mall yeah and i'm going like okay <laughs> all right we pass this bill for 75 billion dollars to start electric stations right Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, okay, how's this going to happen? Because you know, I like to get into the into the news and find out. Okay, how does this happen? The federal government is going to give it to the states, and the states will be responsible to build the stations. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So they're giving fifty billion dollars to the states <laughs> to build these stations, right? I guess they're going to just keep back twenty five billion for themselves. I have no idea. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but get this: they're going to give it to the states. A state like California, who passed the bullet train bill 14 years ago, it was supposed to be running at 2020 at the cost of $35 million. Jeez. We haven't even started. We just barely started it, and it's already cost us $105 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And I'm going, you're going to trust this state to build something? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, oh! Then some bad, sad news, man. Music icon passed away, David Crosby. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I figured you'd be wearing a black armband. No, uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, oh, not to you, anyway, right? Right. Yeah, right. it was Glenn Fry. That was it. One of the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know you took that one hard. I think you took a week off from work or something. well you know he had an interesting life did you know that i mean you know the dude was just i mean he just really really partied pretty hard pretty heavy into drugs hey you think so oh god yes no (laughs) no problem well you know the other thing is that in 1994 he had a liver transplant oh yeah because he was about the size of a blimp oh he was he was he was about to go and he had no money phil collins paid for it Really? Oh, yeah. This is 1994. Yeah. And then get this. And this this really killed my wife here. Melissa Etheridge, you know, the singer? Mm-hmm. Remember? And her partner, I think her partner was named, what is it? Julie Cyper, uh, I think Cyper or something like that, decided to use David Crosby as a sperm donor so they could have a kid. 
Really? Oh, I mean, you know, and my my wife says, you know, because of the fact that this guy has issues with <laughs> drugs, it, it kind of passes down through generation through generation. And she's going like, why would he choose this guy? She chose him because he's such a, a musical phenom, <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, again, she did have a boy. Her and her partner had a boy. His name was what? Beckett. I think his name was Beckett. And uh, he had... Uh, he died uh, at the age, I think, of 21 from an overdose. Really? Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, uh, opioid addiction. I mean, just so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, he was, uh, he was quite an icon of that. Well, Cotton, let's get back to our podcast. Yeah, now that I'm all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't gotten depressed enough yet. Uh, we're going to put you on suicide watch, buddy, after you realize what we went through between 66 and 70. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. First of all, in 1965, what happens? We escalate the conflict in Vietnam on a false yeah. pretense. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, the conflict had actually been going on since 1955 with the French. Okay, we were involved right after World War II. You know, there was a a clash between South and the North, and the Viet Cong decided that, okay, we want to take South Vietnam. Mm -hmm. All righty. But of course, the uh, anti communist countries didn't want that. So they supported this uh, regime in South Vietnam, which fell, in which case, Kennedy did uh, back a coup in South Vietnam, you know, so that way the, the military basically took it over. Well, now we had, we didn't really have soldiers in the early 60s. We had a few advisors under Eisenhower and then advisors rose to about 16,000 under Kennedy. Okay? Huh. Yeah, yeah. But then for the so-called conflict at the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, Congress gave Johnson new and stated <coughs> war-making powers. Yep which we're still paying for today. Yeah. Because <laughs> before, to uh, go through Congress, but Congress then expanded the war, po- the war making powers of the president in 1964. <laughs> and that, you know, that just was just horrible for us. I mean, as yeah. far as young people, you know, look at this one here. Let's go through the numbers. A total of more than 3 million people were killed during the conflict. All right, 3 million. Yeah. All right, 58,000 of them were Americans. Mm-hmm. Over 9 million military personnel served in active duty during the Vietnam era, which was 1964 to 1975. And this, this is what cracked me up. I didn't know this. Two-thirds of them were volunteers. And I'm going, yeah, yeah I'm going like, man, I would never volunteer for that. Well, a lot of that, I, I think I mentioned my brother, Paul, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, all of his uh racing tickets that he had with his truck that he had and he was not old enough he wasn't even 18 and they sent him they said do you want to go to jail or do you want to go in the service and uh that's where he was and he ended up in the right in the midst of all the crap going on oh jeez yeah and get this this was basically a conflict of young soldiers get this 60% of all the soldiers killed were under the age of 21. I believe it, yeah. Yeah, the youngest was 16, and the oldest was 62. Wow, really? Yes, sir. 
240 soldiers received the, the Medal of Honor for their efforts on the battlefield, and many American soldiers are still un, unaccounted for. In 2004, it was estimated of 1,875 are still missing in action. Man. Oh, yeah. man. You know, that was just... Terrible, terrible time. Yeah, yeah, just a terrible time. You think about all the demonstrations mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was just a very, very bad time. Yeah. But a highlight of 1965, the Dodgers did defeat Minnesota Twins to win the Baseball World Series. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get I want to get in the highlight before we get into another low light here. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dodgers defeated Minnesota Twins in the Baseball World Series. So I mean they were just moving. Okay, they got 59, right? 63 uh -huh. and 65. Wow. But in 1965, this is probably you remember this one probably very well. The Watts riots. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Now, depend on we what... We both lived pretty close there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you probably yeah. could probably smell the uh, the buildings burning. Oh, I mean, the, yeah, the, the ash and everything mm -hmm. coming across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, get this. Depending on what side of the fence you're on, it's either called the Watts Rebellion or the Watts Riots. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> and this all started because of a traffic stop. That's how it started. Uh, really? Yeah. So just because of a traffic stop and it escalated into people crawling, uh, coming around and it just got out of hand. <laughs> and then Incredible. the thing was, yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing lasted for six days. Yeah. Resulting in 34 deaths, 132 injuries and 4,000 arrests. Yep. yep. Involving 34,000 people and ended in a destruction of 1,000 buildings totaling 40 million dollars in damage which is big money back then yep yep oh it was just horrible just. And dad dad packed up all the goods and all of our uh all of our suitcases and we went to uh belmont shore rented a place and stayed there for the week <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i know i, I would have done the same yeah oh man it was it was crazy crazy man you're right you are so right. Now, 1966, mm -hmm. the National Organization for Women is founded. Yeah, that's, that's, that's early then. That is or now organization as they try to do it. All right. In 1967, they try to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA. All right. Hmm. You know, which would repeal abortion laws and you know public funding for child care goals. I mean, very lofty goals. Bills for women's yeah. rights, Equal Rights Amendment. In 1967, mm -hmm. petitioned uh, uh, the United States for an Equal Unemployment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, which the government started. In other words, they would look at every business to make sure equal work, equal pay. Oh. Yeah, and it's still against the law if you were to pay someone at a different rate than a woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which so, makes sense. Even though they got that started in 68, they started a big movement uh, demonstrating for uh, equal treatment of women in all public accommodations. Because don't forget, there was, there was places that wouldn't allow women. Golf courses, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Okay? You remember? The golf courses would, would not allow women. They started yeah. the, a big uh, thing about that as well. And in uh, 1968, they boycotted uh, Colgate-Palmolive 
for five days in front of the company's New York City headquarters, protesting the rules that kept women out of top paying jobs. Wow. Because they said they were prohibited against lifting more than 35 pounds. Jeez. Now, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of women that can lift more than me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what they would do. If you were a woman, oh, you can't lift more than 35 pounds. So they were denied being promoted. Mm. And you know the crazy thing about this? You think about the relationship between men and women. From the beginning of time, women have always been getting, what do they call it? The queen's elevator from men. You know what that is, is, right? No. The queen's elevator, that's the royal shaft, okay? Oh. (laughs) All right. They've been getting shafted by men since the beginning of time. We finally have an organization that, that sees equality in women, and we're seeing that now as far as colleges and everything like that. Basically, Mm -hmm. everything is coming to fruition for women. Then what do men do? We pretend we're women. (laughs) Right? We enter their sports, and we're beating the tar out of women. (laughs) Oh, we're saying, hey, we're women now, and then boom. And now they're taking, what, Title IX uh, scholarships from women. (laughs) (laughs) They just can't get away. Okay, well, if we can't, if, if if they're equal with us, well, then I'll tell you what, we'll pretend we're women. (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh 1967 the american indian movement is found right oh really yes sir the two main goals is to uh perpetuate the spiritual and cultural independence of the native people Hmm. if you remember do you remember they occupied alcatraz in 1969 oh yeah Oh, yeah. You know, they're saying, wait a minute, this is our place. (laughs) (laughs) And then in 1970, they seized the replica of the Mayflower in Boston Harbor. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great stuff, man. And then they did in the same same year or the following year, they occupied Mount Rushmore for two months. (laughs) For two months. Really? Oh, yeah. Camped up on the mountains and stuff like that. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, these poor people, right? I mean, oh, my goodness. When you really look at history, we didn't treat them none too good. So I shouldn't say (laughs) we, we. (laughs) I didn't didn't get here until, uh, or my my grandfather didn't get here until, what, 1900 or 1899. (laughs) 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 Uh, If you remember, they were... uh, protested the uh, Trail of Tears treaties, and they protested in Pine Ridge, which is the site of the 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre, for 71 oh, days. Yeah. Oh, there was gunfights with the, uh, with the uh, FBI. Two activists were killed, 14 were wounded, two FBI agents were killed, and two wounded. Wow, I'm surprised it was that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on. And if you remember, Marlon Brando, right, the actor, sent up Little little Feather, you know, to accept the award. Yeah. Except now we find out that she may not have had Native American ancestry. Mm -hmm. Yep. Her last name was Cruz. Orale. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so... We don't hear much, but uh, they're, they're out there. They're out oh, there yeah. and fighting for uh, the uh, rights of Native Americans. Yeah. And then 
this one is this one is just a killer here. This is 1968. This is the uh, Martin Luther King is assassinated in 1968. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you remember that. If you, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, you were old enough to remember that by that by then. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm already in high school by then. And they kept, <laughs> and they, yeah. yeah. Well, I was in kindergarten at that time. No. <laughs> You're killing me, man. <laughs> No, I, I remember. I remember the news just playing that over and over and over. Again. Oh, it was yeah, just was, oh god, it was just horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. And he was there in Memphis, and you've been to Memphis, haven't you? Yep. He was there to deliver a speech in support of the striking sanitation workers, uh, because he also was for equal pay for equal work. Mm-hmm. Uh, his thing was, what good is it if you can share the counter? But you can't afford the food at the counter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's true. He was also one that was fighting for equal pay for equal work, right? Not just yeah. not just harmony among the races, but anything that that would uh, divide people based on the color of their skin. Right. right. Okay. Right. But uh, he had a speech on the third. He was that he was assassinated on the fourth, but he had the speech of. Uh, the mountaintop? Yeah. The, yeah. The last words. I'm just going to read you the last sentence because it, it says it all. Mm-hmm. It says, we have some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter to me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. I am happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And the next day he was assassinated. That's what what a great speech, though. Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, he yeah. he is an American icon, you know. Yeah, I'm an American mm-hmm. hero. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's just it's just bad. It was on April fourth, in nineteen sixty eight, when he was on uh, Lorraine Motel in Memphis. This guy, the guy that, that, that assassinated James James Earl Ray, mm-hmm. get this, a year before, he escaped the maximum security prison in Missouri. it can't be too secure yeah (laughs) and he did it by hiding beneath the false bottom of a prison bakery bed uh bread box Uh, i mean this dude all right this dude went to california when he went to after he gets out of missouri goes to california and he backs a candidacy of segregationist george wallace because he was running for president on 1968 right he was a volunteer (laughs) <laughs> for them oh that ought to tell you enough right there all right and then after the assassinations you know i mean there was just like several days of riots over a hundred cities experienced significant breakouts of rioting and arson looting and violence yeah in all twenty-seven thousand people were arrested about 3500 were injured and more than 40 were killed but King's death resulted in temporary suspension of the 1968 presidential campaign. 
That's how much influence he had. The Academy Awards postponed the ceremony. In businesses, schools, and other public buildings were closed on April 7th, a national day of mourning by President Johnson. Yeah. So that was, that was very, very big. Yeah. And then uh, in 1968, you remember this one? The Democratic Convention in Chicago. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember seeing it on TV and people being clubbed. <laughs> it was no, I don't remember. Oh, it was a horrible. Oh, and then they had they had fights on the convention floor. Dan Rather got kicked out. <laughs> One of the news guys. Oh, yeah, there was it was just horrible. The, wow. Well, don't forget, this was the same year. You know, we've already mm-hmm. been in Vietnam 13 years, Tet Offensive happens, which proves wow. that. <laughs> which proves, hey, this conflict yeah. is far from over. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know, and so mm-hmm. everybody's upset about this, right? The <laughs> assassin, the brutal assassination of Martin Luther King, right in April, and so the country's still reeling from that. And yeah. now we have the convention, and they get this right in November of 1967. Arrival unknown from Minnesota, Eugene McCarthy gets forty uh-huh. percent of the vote in New Hampshire. yeah it's like wow you know this guy who knows this guy from new hampshire (laughs) he gets 40 percent of the vote well then a few days later senator robert f kennedy says hey (laughs) you know i I know i'm back in johnson but if this guy right eugene can take him i can easily take johnson so he then jumps in to the race Oh, really? Yeah, so the, that's how it happened. Huh? Though they, that's how he jumped into the race because he figured, hey, you know, if McCarthy can take Johnson, I can easily do it. Right? <laughs> oh, I didn't and then know there that. was the Chicago Seven, which was a big right, but there was two of them. Uh, what was his name? Jack Rubin and Andy Hoffman came up with an mm-hmm. idea and they came up with their own candidate for president. And it was called Pegasus the Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> and the pledge was. They nominate a president, and he eats the people. We nominate a president, and the people eat him. <laughs> and it was a pig <laughs> with wings on it. <laughs> you know. yeah. And Mayor Daley, basically, this is what really happened, you know, is, is that because uh, he ran that city, the Daley machine, okay? He let the protesters remain on Lincoln Park uh, before the convention began. However, he ordered that the police enforce a city's uh, curfew, 11 p.m. PM curfew. Well, that didn't go over well, Mm -hmm. okay, because of the fact that, hey, everything was going fine. They were having, you know, music, dances, how it always starts. And then somebody then gets a little upset, right? A little forceful. Sometimes it's better just to leave these people be, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And then all of a sudden the riots break out. It was just horrible, just, just. And just a black eye for the Democrats that year. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. That's horrible. And then um, in June of 1968, I mean, shortly after midnight, Robert F. Kennedy was shot by Sirhan yeah. Sirhan at yeah. the Ambassador Hotel. I mean, that in, Lo- in Los Angeles, our yeah. hometown, it's, man, or my hometown. It's, you know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was pronounced dead at 1.45 a.m. <laughs> okay. And then the, it was just, just horrible. I remember that very, very distinctly. Not like yeah. Kennedy, because if you remember, when we talked last, uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, my 
grandfather had just passed away. So, you know, we had other, our attentions were elsewhere. My attention was, was here. I mean, just, right. I mean, first right. it's Martin Luther King and then it's Robert uh, F. Kennedy. Just, yeah. just, mm-hmm. it was just horrible. And I just remember the political uh, cartoons and I don't hate to call them cartoons, but they were like, um, they had the one with Lincoln on his memorial and he has his hands, he has his head in his hands like he's crying over this. Oh. You know, it's just. Yeah. It was, and I remember the LA, uh, somebody, I think it was uh, the LA Times, it says you're, you're, you're entering Dallas, and it was a line, and it said Los Angeles on it, because, you know, just because of uh, the uh, assassination of Robert, uh, John F. Kennedy in Dallas. Yeah. So uh, it yeah. was just, just awful. Craziness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see assassinations. I mean, organizations starting, riots, protests. We get a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, 1969, something happened that was kind of positive. And all of this doom and gloom stuff, there's something is positive. <laughs> we had the moon landing. Oh, yeah. 90, yeah, yeah. July 20th, 1969, Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. and Buzz That's Aldrin, awesome. right, became the first humans to ever set foot on the moon. Yep. yep. <laughs> and get this, okay? The Russians try to say they made it first. 1958, they sent a rocket, the Lunar One, except yeah. the problem was it was going too fast. So it overshot the moon. Oh. <laughs> and it's still in orbit. <laughs> it's it's orbiting between, uh, it, uh, between Earth and Mars. <laughs> <laughs> they finally got another one called Lunar Two, or Luna, which is in Russian, look for Lunar. And they shot it to the moon with a with a Russian flag, and it crashed into the moon. <laughs> so they say that they were there first. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> but if well, you remember, I, 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 yeah, I told you I met Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, right? Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. One thing I did ask him, I said, "So you think there's such a thing as as UFOs?" And he just looked at me and. And mm. kind of, you know, gave me a smile and and mm. shook his head, and his wife goes, "Come on!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> he boy. just got married, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. This oh, yeah. is a while back when I saw him. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think he just got married uh, to his sixty-year-old. Uh, he's like ninety-five or ninety-four or something like that. Oh yeah, he's. I have to look. Guy. I'm gonna have to look that up. And he just, got, I think he just got married. I, I thought he passed. <laughs> me too. Well, I thought mm-hmm. I thought David Crosby had passed. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I'm going like, whoa, you know. Well, yeah, I have to look that up. But I think he, I just remember scanning through it, and he just got married. Uh, but I'll take a look. I don't know. I'll take a look. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, the, maybe, maybe that was his girlfriend. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. Yeah, could have been. been. <laughs> oh, back back to the moon landing. Did you hear this? Moon landing? Okay. Yeah. What, what's her name? Chelsea Handel on The Tonight Show. Uh-huh. Right, said that she thought the moon and the sun were the same until she was 40 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's got to be kidding. Yeah, I'm sure she I'm yeah. sure she oh, yeah. You know, because I thought L.A. district school system was bad, L.A. unified. This is a black eye on New Jersey, okay, because that's where she grew up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 
That makes sense. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, she's just saying that to get a good laugh. You know. But yeah, that was that was the big thing. But you know what? I will tell you in 1969 was a bit bigger miracle than the moon landing. Mm -hmm. The Mets winning the World Series. Oh, you're their bets. <laughs> the Mets winning the World Series. Yeah. That's a bigger miracle than the moon landing. <laughs> oh, and then 1970, we'll just do a, a little bit of 1970. Okay. Uh, because there's, there's, there's two things. Of course, 1969 was uh, Woodstock and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And we've gone over that before. But in 1970... And this really, I think, uh, was a pinnacle of the Vietnam protest was the Kent State shootings. You oh, know, the May Fourth, yeah. what they called the May Fourth Massacre. Yeah, you know, the killing of uh, you know of four and wounding nine or something like that. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, in Ohio, and that was a that was a big thing here. And then uh, it was the uh, National Guard because what had happened was that there was a anti-war protest got a little out of hand there was destruction on the um, on the campus so they called in the national guard mm -hmm. one thing you have to remember is you never ever give the national guard live ammo <laughs> rubber bullets or something or but just never give them live ammo because when they're there they mean business oh, 28 yeah. national guard soldiers fired about 40 i'm sorry 67 rounds over 13 seconds Somebody's no going to get hit. Way. Somebody's going to get hit. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know <laughs> that was that was bad. Uh what was his name? Neil Young wrote a song Ohio yeah. which was about yep. that. Yep. You know. So it was just, it was I just have that story. album. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. One last thing, you know, even East LA's had its riots a few times. Oh yeah. Yep. The big one was in 1970. Mm. It was 20,000 Mexican Americans marched through East LA to protest the Vietnam War. Gosh, yeah, I don't remember that. Well, that's because nobody covers it except if you're in the area. Oh, I remember yeah. there was filming of uh, the LA sheriffs, you know, taking the baton with two hands. And I remember there's one young lady throwing a rock or something. He came up right behind her and boom, right in the head. Oh man! Oh, you know not you know. Old, 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 old Padre stood away from that place, <laughs> you know. But this really galvanized a lot of the minority people. Yeah, because of the because of that, because it was just strictly that, and we had a newsman who was uh, who was shot on that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a local news guy. Yeah, see, I moved out of Linwood. It was in seventy three, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was a lot of issues, especially in East L.A., the East L.A. riots. And, uh, you know, there was, there, was, there was issues between, it, don't forget, the uh, segregation not only was for, uh, for African Americans, but it also happened to, uh, or Americans of Mexican descent. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, if you remember, the Zoot Suit riots. I don't no. remember that. It was in the 1940s. Navy guys on leave. Got into it with the zoot suitors and uh, ended up uh, being pretty bad. But that's always the way it's been. But you know what? You know how I look at life, Cotton? Oh, how's that? I, I, you know, because I'm a car guy, I look at life is like driving a car. 
You mm-hmm. go further down the road by looking out of the front windshield than looking in the rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened in the past happens in the past, all right? I don't believe in blaming somebody who had nothing to do with the past, the discrimination in which my parents get across and my, my uh, wife's parents faced because mm-hmm. they had nothing to do with it. Those were on those <laughs> people back there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, Cotton, I'm telling you, this was a very, very rough time uh, for baby boomers. And I hope that, uh, that the, the, the other generations can see uh, what we went through and why the way we are. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Some rough times. Yeah. So uh, times. I think, Cotton, it's about time we uh, bring this one to a close. What do you say, my man? Sounds good to me. Okay, my man. You have a great day, okay? Will do. All right. Bye-bye. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote from Woody Allen. I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Until next time, may God bless.